Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast, episode 114. 13. 113. My bad. Sorry about that. I am your host, Avery Roche. This is co-host Catano Gallo, and we are powered by 91N, as always. Um, as I mentioned on last week's episode, there were four Leafs games this week, so there's actually a lot to talk about, which is nice for a change, because we were kind of grasping at straws last week to find Leafs content, but it is what it is. The, sc- the weird scheduling is over, and it seems that we're back on a little bit of a regular uh, regular schedule, which is nice to see. So this week consisted of um, a trip to New York in which we played on back-to-back nights, both New York teams, uh, then a wild game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, most of which I'm sure Leafs Nation turned off after the second period, um, and then an absolute shit kicking of the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. We put up a touchdown on them, seven goals. Uh touchdown and the point after. It's yeah, <laughs> we shit on them. Um so let's get started. We'll start with the uh first game against the New York Islanders. Honestly, competitive game, went to overtime. Leafs get a point. Kind of happy with the point. Uh you probably want to see them beat a team like the Islanders, but it is what it is. Um, then when we went into New York the following day, uh, Shesterkin did not have his A game. That is something I can tell you for, for free. Uh, and the Leafs put up a touchdown on the Rangers as well, winning 7-3. Uh, that was a very complete game that they put together, and they looked really, really good. And um, especially against that Rangers team, who we've talked about, is, is very good. Like, yeah, they one, have of the, one of the better teams, ones in the league. One of the better teams in the league, absolutely. And to... To do with them what we did that night was fantastic. Um, let me just check the box score. I forget uh, goal scores in that game. Austin Matthews had two goals and two assists in that game. Uh, I believe Mitch Marner also had two goals and an assist. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, Austin Matthews is once again showing that he's the best goal scorer in the world. Like, by far the best goal scorer in the world. He's just... What really is happening, too, with this guy is he's scoring in some of the most clutch moments. Like, if I'm not mistaken, that game against the Islanders, is that the game that he scored with, like, five seconds left? Yeah, for John Tavares' thousandth, thousandth point, right? Uh, yes, it was that. So, But I forget, did Matthew score? I think it was Willie who scored. Yeah, I, I, I know he got the, the, Tavares got the assist on it. That's all I know. Yeah, Matthews had a goal earlier in the game against the Islanders, but, uh, or maybe, yeah, no, it was, it was Austin Matthews, 100%. And, um, yeah, he's scoring at just the most, uh, like, clutch times. He scored two goals in the final three minutes against Columbus to tie that game. We'll get to that. Like, that's what I mean. He's not just scoring goals and padding stats. He's scoring goals at the most important times in a hockey game. End of the game. Uh, end of a period, we know how devastating those goals can be. Or quick goals to open periods, we know how irritating those can get for coaches. So it's just awesome to see him not only putting up goals, but putting up goals in the most important points in hockey games. Uh, let me talk about that Columbus game, because that was absurd. Like, talk about a tale. I, people are saying tale of two teams. That was a tale of four teams, because <laughs> Columbus was unreal for 40 minutes. Like, you got to give credit where credit is due. They played very good. Samsonov stunk. Like, was not great. And uh, they left him in for all five goals. Did not pull him, which I liked. Let him battle it out. He needs it. Um, yeah, so sometimes you got to do that, though. Like, sometimes you got to tell a goalie, like, 
you got to battle this, it this, this is you this is this is your fight to, to win here exactly nobody's coming in to save you you got to figure it out and uh he was solid in the third period got to give it to him honestly didn't like the overtime goal that columbus scored i thought that he probably should have had that especially after letting those five in you want that goalie to make a save in that situation for you you know what i'm saying uh but yeah that comeback in the third period columbus like that's what i mean it's a tale of four teams because you have the Leafs stunk and Columbus ruled <laughs> for 40 minutes. And then they like, it was like Freaky Friday shit, dude. They switched places. <laughs> the Leafs for 20 minutes in the third period were looked like the Harlem Globetrotters and like they were playing a junior C team. Like that's what it looked like. Hey, 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 hey. Put some respect on junior C teams, bud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, it was, uh, it was one of the most wild games like just in terms of momentum shift i've ever seen and they almost if, if they finished it i believe it would have been the first time in like 30 years that a team has come back from five down in the third period and one which um maybe in regulation i know the habs did it against the rangers in like oh six oh seven like koivu and kovalev and michael Ryder scored they wanted a shootout, though, so I don't know. You know what? Was... I don't think it was from five down. I think it was from down five nothing. Ah. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, you know yeah, the yeah. difference of what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. It wasn't from, like, coming down from a 6-1 deficit. It had to be, like, five nothing. Like, oh, they yeah, had been yeah. shut out to that point in the game. Um, Yeah, and then last night against Pittsburgh was, like, just chef's kiss. Like, chef's kiss. That game was perfect. Sidney Crosby was throwing punches at John Tavares. He was getting pissy. It was so fun to watch. It really, really was. My, I got to give, like, for me, that game and the reason the game went the way that it did is because of Matthew Nye's first five minutes. He looked like Austin Matthews. Like, that's, like, just the size and the speed and the quickness with which he was, he was working was, was Austin Matthews. It was unreal to watch. So he scores an absolute beauty backhand shelf to open the scoring and then didn't like a hit on Domi and beat the shit out of a guy. Like, <laughs> that was awesome from a rookie. Like, that is all you can ask for from a guy like that. He is such a big body and he used it to, like, all the ways that he needed to use it last night. It was just so, so nice to watch. And like I said, he set the tone, ended up with a Gordie Howe hat trick. My guy, Matthew Nice with the Gordie Howe hat trick. Boy, that sounds like I want to say that a thousand more times. I, I got, I got. Some I mean, you probably points. don't, you probably don't want him fighting too, too much, but. He's a monster. If he turns yeah, but... out to be a Brady Kachuk like guy, I'll take it. Every I time. I mean, yeah. Every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah, a yeah. monster. Use it. Same with Matthews. Like, Matthews leads the league in hits and he doesn't get enough credit for that, but it's because he just, he doesn't impose himself physically Matthew Nyes imposes himself physically on guys he just does it's so nice to watch um a little bit of trivia for you last leaf with the Gordie Howe hat trick I'll give you 10 seconds um inside the last 10 years or no for some reason I want to say Austin Matthews you're not, you probably will never guess that this guy even was a leaf. Daniel uh, Winnick. Oh, yeah, no, definitely wouldn't have gone with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, I know you wouldn't have gone with it. But I heard that yeah. last night. My dad's friend, when we were watching the fight, 
or watching the fights after the game was just pulling up like Leafs trivia. And uh, that was that was the last Leaf to get a Gordie Howe hat trick. Also, a little bit of a uh, little bit of trivia from last night. There were two goals, two uh, Leafs who had three points. Guess who they were? Uh, Max Domi and it's gonna be someone random. I want to say like Camp for Yarn Croak or somebody. Tyler Bertuzzi. Interesting. Tyler Bertuzzi had three assists. Max Domi had a goal and two. And can I, so, can I just give a shout out to Max Domi? Because like I'm, so, can I just give a shout out to Max Domi? Because I fucking love him. He's a great fucking guy. Yeah, and, and he's, I'm, I'm like I'm happy that he's like. He had a little bit of a rough start in Toronto, like those first yep. what fifteen ish games. But like to see him like turn around and like be good, like I love that for him personally as a Leaf. Oh, it's he can he can eat a dick, but the human being Max Domi, like I'm super happy for him. Loved him in Montreal. Yeah, and I I'm seeing the same like I feel the same way about him in Toronto. He's just a you can tell he's a solid human being. He's a loyal human being. He's an emotional human being, and sometimes he makes some mistakes defensively. But you know what? You, you you learn to live with it. <laughs> you learn to live with it. He's a third line center. Yeah. He's not playing 24 minutes a night like Austin Matthews and, and Mitch Marner. So you can live with it, right? He creates more. You, you're just hoping at the end that he creates more than he gives up. And it seems to be the case so far this season. Especially, I love that line with him, Yarn Croke, and Nick Robertson. Like, I've said that before. When they put it together, I said that. This show, this show on this show... But that line is is spectacular, like as a as a third punch, you know, after you have and Austin Matthews didn't play last night and we still put up a touchdown on Pittsburgh. I just <laughs> want to point that out. We also had Marty Jones and net tossing up a 38 save shutout against the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Marty fucking Jones. He cleared waivers at the beginning of the year, dude. Like, yeah, that's uh, unreal. Not, not great for the Penguins. No, you hate to see it if you're a Penguin. Or a Penguins fan. Yeah, it's uh, like I can't get the smile off my face from that game last night. It was just perfect. It was pure domination from minute one to minute 60. Pure domination. And 39, 38 saves, like you you look at that and you go, that wow, they got almost 40 shots on goal. I don't think, like when they were showing the Marty Jones highlight pack, it was just like little, like there was nothing. Nothing of relevance. Like 40 perimeter shots. Exactly. Like, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It, and and uh, Jari had a tough go last night, too. You gotta, you gotta. But oh, then so did Delkovich when he came in. Like, they both stunk. So, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna There's do? Something there, in the water there, or what? <laughs> yeah. And and watching the look on Dubas's and, and Spetz's face in that press box. Priceless like warm my heart it truly warmed my heart to see them the best, the best christmas gift you could ask for or what yes yes to see them in misery yes unbelievable um yeah austin matthews is now leading the league in scoring again mitch marner seems to be back on his back on his horse and, and getting points uh that goal did you see that tweener he scored yeah he, he totally <laughs> Band on it and it went in anyway <laughs> like it was like that was almost a sickle it's one of those things that like when, when you when the bounces are going your way they're going your way <laughs> and they are, they're not they're not <laughs> and to be able to do this while there's a flu bug going through the team our number one goaltenders hurt we have our like Lilligren came back last night but other than that you still have him 
Uh, Giordano's out. Um, yeah, there's been guys in and out of the lineup, like I said, with that flu. Last night, the victims were Austin Matthews and TJ Brody. Before that, Matthew Nyes had to miss a couple of games because he was under the weather. It was just, it's been a tough go for them. Um, and to come out of every game this week with a point and winning two of them is huge for this team. They sit at second in the Atlantic uh, behind Boston, but they have now surpassed the Florida Panthers. And um, yeah, it's awesome. It's nice to see. Yeah, no, um, sadly a shock, uh, like a solid week in Toronto for you. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, even with all of the injuries and the, and the guys out with sicknesses, it's just, it's fantastic to see this team meshing like they are. And it's almost like it takes a few few months to get, to kind of peak when you have all of this turnover and all of these new guys, right? Like yeah. Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, they both look fantastic. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was seeing some discourse yesterday on, like before the game on Twitter, people talking about Tyler Bertuzzi because he's gone before last night, he went eight games without a point. And if you look at that, that's not good. Like that's, you know, especially a guy you're paying over $5 million. You, you probably want a guy to have a point in an eight game stretch. But if you actually watch the hockey games, he's been fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? If you actually watch and pay attention. Oh, yeah. Like he, he, he's, he's putting in the work. Just, he's doing the right things. He, he's yes. not getting the point. Can't buy a goal. And that's why he had three assists last night because he was selling shots so hard. And you know that he was just like, I can't score right now. And he would just dish it off. And, and that was it. Like, <laughs> the, I think it was the Nylander goal. Oh, it was a two-on-one. And it was Nylander. And that's exactly what happened. Tyler Bertuzzi whole, held, 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 fake shot, let the defenseman slide right past him. And then over to Nylander, legitimately six feet of wide open cage. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, he's looked great. And I don't really care how many points Tyler Bertuzzi puts up in the, in the regular season. I need him in April. And I think we could, as, as a fan base, we understand that that's what he's here for is to perform when the going gets tough in the playoffs in April. So got to give credit where credit is due. He's been great. Even, even though he hasn't gotten those points and that's all I, I wanted to say that. And, and again, another shout out, Matthew Nye's, that's the first time a Leaf has set, it to set the tone like that in years. And that was unreal to see from a fucking rookie. And, and that was all within the first, like, five minutes, eh? Within the first five minutes, my guy had scored an unbelievable backhand shelf and then pounded a guy for a bat hit on Max Domi. Unreal. Like, you can't ask for more from your rookie, dude. Yeah, no, that's, uh, like I've said a few times, like, he's just going to be a fucking pain in the ass to play against. And yeah. I'm like super yep. not looking forward to the next like decade of it. I agree. Uh, you shouldn't because he's <laughs> uh, he is a pain in the ass to play against. And in one, I think the worst part about it is he like, like he kind of, yeah, he, some wires crossed last night. Obviously you saw wires cross and he went after a guy, right? He is one of like, I don't think I've ever heard him talk to be honest. Like he just, <laughs> I, obviously, I've, I've watched interviews of his and stuff, but, like, he's such an unassuming, quiet character on the ice. Like, he's not a chirpy guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. for him to have that personality and then also be able to well, cross his wires, awesome. And it's got to be even more annoying. Like, he doesn't say a word. He just annoys the shit out of you, like, physically. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyway. By the way, I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. Did something happen to Brandon Gallagher? Is he just having a bad year? Uh, he's having a bad year. Okay, just because I saw something on Twitter that, like, I can't believe Brandon Gallagher's career is over. And I was like, 
What? No, no, no. So he's just, uh, it was somebody overreacting to him having a bad year. Basically. So what happened was, uh, well, here. So let's start with uh, Sunday. We played the Predators, lost 2-1. Close game, good game. Just, you know, lost to a, a better team. UC Saros had a good game, you know. It is UC Saros has those. Yeah, right? Like, they some like, it's one of those nights that the National Predators just needed two goals to win. They got their two goals and just fucking shut down shop, and that was that. Uh, yeah. On Wednesday, we played the Penguins, lost in a shootout. Uh, went to, I think, 13 or 14 rounds. So what happened was Brendan Gallagher had to, had to shoot in the shootout, which he does not do very often. So as he was getting announced as the next shooter, he got a good round of ovation uh, from the Bell Center crowd. And that's all it was. It was just, he was like, you know, that's one of those moments where you like uh, appreciate, you know, uh, playing for the Canadians in the Bell Center, the fans, like how great they are. That was just kind of all that came from okay i mean like it is like yes he is like winding down in quotations his career like he's not uh how old is he give me a second i want to say early 30s i think the tweet said 31 but i didn't want to be wrong so i didn't say that 31 yeah turned 31 this year so he'll be that's still pretty young dude like john Tavares is I mean, like it is, but you also have to remember like the the style of play that he um, has played for the last well know, and decade, countless injuries that he's had also. Well, th- those kind of go hand in hand, right? Like, yeah, he, uh, he I think he he just played seven hundredth game uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's like those were seven hundred like battles. Like he he fought and earned every single one of those. There were no no easy nights in there. No, I uh, I would have to agree with you there. So. Um, you want to talk about something specifically here in Montreal. Yeah. So kind of uh, on, just on the tail end of the shootout and then into the Islanders game last night. Uh, so Josh Anderson uh, got to shoot in that shootout. And it's one of those moments where like, if there was, he hasn't scored on an NHL goalie since March 13th or hadn't, I should say. <laughs> he had two empty netters between there. One at like the end of March and one a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, What's his contract again? He gets paid a lot of money. He gets paid a lot of money. Okay. But, like, and like like you were saying with Tyler Bertuzzi, like, when you watch the games, you're like, he's doing everything right. He's playing hard. He's giving it 110. He just could not buy a goal if his life depended on it. Like, just snake bitten. I think his XG this year is almost, like, 10 goals. But he has, well, now two, three. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just one of those years for him. Um, but he goes up to take his, his shot in the in the shootout. Crowd gets right behind him, big standing O, super loud, and he missed. Uh, but last night against the Islanders, finally uh, scored on a goalie twice. Beat, uh, I think it was Var- Varlamov in that. I don't know. I don't know who their goalies are. Well, it's Shesterkin and Islanders. Not, not Shesterkin, uh, Sorokin, sorry. Yeah, so it wasn't Sorokin. It wasn't Sorokin. Yeah, that's I forget who their backup is, but I think you're right. Who'd you say? Yeah. Varlamov. Varlamov, I think. Okay, that makes sense. Um, that checks out, I think. But anyways, like to be like 25 games into the year, finally getting his first like goals on goalies that aren't empty netters. Um, like that's all credit to Marty St. Louis in my eyes. Um, you know how many other coaches? You know the probably a top six player gets into you know a 10, 12 game scoring slump like. You know, takes him off the power play, bumps him to the third line, bumps him to the fourth line, cuts his minutes, just crushes the guy. Like, just ruined. Like, there's no coming back from that. But Marty was like, nope, he's putting in the work. He's doing all the right things. 
Uh, he had a handful of assists in this time. Like, it's not like he's putting up nothing. He just hasn't scored. Um, and so to finally see it pay off, Rudyard Hansen, like you said, a monster game, gets this couple of goals. Like, that's all, all Marty St. Louis in my eyes. And that's why, for the moment, I'm not saying that he's going to maybe coach us to a cup or anything, but, like, for the moment, like, he is the perfect guy to be running this team. I thought it was just... Uh, kind of everything that he's been preaching for the, you know, the entirety of the season about Josh Anderson finally coming together. Yes. It took till mid December, but you know, like it, it happens sometimes, right? The guy, he's a little bit streaky, gets in and out of it. And now hopefully puts on a, a nice little stretch here, gets a couple more goals and kind of keeps the good times rolling. But yeah, shout out to Marty St. Louis. I thought that was all him in that, in that situation. Yeah, got it. Like I said earlier, got to give credit where credit is due, and I, I, I will give credit to Marty St. Louis. I think he's a good coach. I, I, I do. That's that's indisputable. There's been countless examples that you've shared on this show of coaching decisions that just make sense, especially for a team in the stage that the Habs are at right now. Yeah. Like maybe that decision, like letting Anderson just ride it out through such a drought, wouldn't work on a team like the Leafs that needs to win now and needs no, to. No, hundred percent. Right, but on a team it's, like the Montreal the perfect, Canadiens, it's it's the perfect balance of like, you know, he's learning on the job. A very young team is learning on the job, and they're just kind of learning together. And this is the moment, yeah, like maybe in three or four years, and the Habs are hopefully, you know, contending for, yeah, hopefully, like, yeah, maybe you're not going to let Josh Anderson or a player like that sit on the second line for twenty odd games without scoring. But like for mm-hmm. now, fuck it. Yeah, and, you know, if you can get him rolling, and you know either he has a good season or you can flip him at the deadline or flip him in the summer. Like great, yeah. great, great, great coaching in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. What, so what is his deal? I'm just curious in terms of flipping him, like what that looks like for uh, Montreal. Just give me cat friendly. Just a second. That's uh, okay. You take your second. So he has this season plus three more at five and a half. Okay. So you'd probably, he I, is 29. That's a tough so, I mean, like, contract to move just because there's so much term on it, right? And, uh, like, you could move it, but you'd have to eat salary, and it would be tough to eat salary for three years. I mean, the Habs are in a spot, like, we're going to have a lot of fucking cap space. Yeah. Yeah, so, but like, do you think you'll need it in three years? Like, that's what that's what I mean here. Like, do, would that hinder your ability to 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 sign a free, future free agent? You know what I, I mean? mean? So if you're going to take half of that, that's what, like... 2.75-ish. Like, it's not... Especially with the cap going up, I don't think 2.75 on the books is crippling. It's not, like, don't get me wrong, it's not great, but it's not, like, it's not going to handcuff the Habs, like, in the way, you know, holding on to, you know, three or four or five million might. Yeah. I got you. Um yeah. Anything else that you wanted to talk about specifically Montreal related? You said they played Nashville. Yes, we had Nashville on Sunday, uh, Pittsburgh on Wednesday, and then the Islanders last night. That was kind of it. Um, That was it. No, no, nothing else. Uh, David Savard is back from his injury. Uh, I mentioned it, but he had been skating with the team on Sunday. He actually suited up, uh, played his first game in a while against the Penguins. Looked all right. Uh, Arbor Jack is still uh, in Laval on his conditioning stint. Um, and I think that's it for injuries, which is just like, other than like, obviously like Kirby Doc and New Hooker out long term, but you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's about it in Montreal for this week. It was nice and uh, nice quiet week for us, which was nice. 
Okay, want to know what it wasn't a quiet week for? The Department of Player <laughs> Safety. So let's talk about some of the suspensions that were handed out this week. Here, I'm going to pull up my phone and, and pull up their Twitter page. Give me one second here. Yeah. Uh, um, you want to so get started? I, Go ahead. Yeah, I would like to get started because this starts with just the inconsistency in referees uh, across the NHL. So last Friday night in the Edmonton game, I forget who they were playing. Evander Kane threw a pretty nasty hit from behind. No call on the ice, no supplemental discipline. Mm-hmm. Following Saturday, when the Habs played uh, the Sabres, I forget the kid's first name, but his last name is Robinson, throws basically the exact same hit, gets five in a game, no supplemental. Okpozo, uh, the Sabres captain, is asked about it in his post game. He's like, I don't hate the call, I hate the consistency because Kane threw that same hit last night and got nothing. Sunday. And he's right. Oh, no, he's 100% he's right. Sunday, while I'm uh, editing episode 112 of the Bitter Rivals podcast and throwing the uh, Columbus and Florida game on, Nick Cousins throws like the the, the worst hit of those three, like by far, uh, on Eric <laughs> Branson. Just like the type of hit, like where it's like my first thought in walking it was that's the easiest five in a game I've ever seen in my life. Like it's just horrific. Like you just can't do that. Um, My favorite part, though, is is the turtle. Like, well, that's yeah. That's we can get into that in a bit. But like, so he throws this awful fucking hit. Yes, it gets called. It gets called five on the ice, which I was like, yeah, of course it is. They go to review it, which I don't hate them double checking on the review. They pull it back to a two minute minor for boarding. Eric Goodbranson, who was on the Columbus bench getting his nose stitched up because he fucking ate the dasher. Like, it's, it's an awful, awful hit. So dangerous. Uh, so he, after getting hit, jumped up and tried to beat the shit out of Nick Cousins, rightfully so. So he got two for roughing on that, which was nuts to me that those two, like that awful hit and, you know, like equal. Like, they were, it was not at all. No. But he turns to the linesman as he's, they're bringing him to the box and he goes, okay, I'm going to deal with this. And the linesman's like, please don't. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to deal with this now. So the next time they were on the ice together, uh, he legit trying... jumped him. I say, yeah, instead of trying to like play any sort of hockey, like as soon as Nick Cousins skated down his side of the ice, he just dropped his gloves and started swinging uh, and beat the absolute shit out of Nick Cousins, who turtled like a little bitch. Yes, just... twice, by the way, because when he attacked him after, like directly oh, after yeah, the yeah. hit, he turtled then too. Like Nick Cousins with pardon my French, one of the most bitch moves I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's like, thing. It's like, if you, if you want to throw that hit, if you want to throw that hit, you you got to take your beating. Well, like, that's... You, and he's sitting there, sitting there, like, what he's... He's insinuating, oh, I didn't mean to. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But also, also, you fully meant to. You flew... You literally fucking left your feet and flew into him. Like, how do you not mean that? Even if it was accidental, it doesn't matter. You still have to answer for it, dude. Like, that's hockey. That's how hockey has always and will always work. Especially when you have incompetent referees. And incompetent departments of player safety. Then then that's that's how justice is served. Let's talk about the good Branson suspension for his literal, like, hoodlum jumping of Nick Cousins. Which was hilarious to watch. Yeah, so he got got 2-5-10 in the game for that. Which... Fair. You 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 can't do that. <laughs> like you cannot do that. Um, but the fact that you know Nick Cousins got 
a two minute minor for that and nothing else. No yes. supplemental. It's just nuts to me. Like, it's just, that's the exact type of hit you, we want out of the game. Like, me and you have both said it a million times. We love physical hockey. It's great. It's awesome. We love big hits, but they need to be done safely. Yes. And f- fucking flying into a guy, you know, two feet from the boards and smoking his face off the dasher. That's not it. That's like, it's just not it. Like that has to be five in a game and a suspension every time. If you want players to stop doing it, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so Eric Branson got a one game suspension for jumping Nick Cousins, which is fair because you also can't jump guys and beat the shit out of them. That is not allowed. No, like, so that's like, we're, we're not going to sit here and argue that. Was it justified? Yes. Like, yeah. Should, should Erica Branson have, have been in the position to have to do that? No, because no. Nick Cousins should have been tossed from that game and it should have been yes. dealt with right then and there. Yes. And it would have been just over. But instead, no, the partner player safety just, like the refs and the partner player safety in general just fucked it. Please tell me you saw Ely Tolvanen dummy a ref from behind into the boards last night. No. (laughs) (laughs) How do you spell it? Ely, E-E-L-I, Tolvanen, T-O-L-V-A-N-E-N. Like, he legit from about five feet from the boards just hammers him from behind. He's going for a, a player and it just misses. And... Like, he dummies. You know the... what? I see nothing wrong with that, Abe. If we're, we're going to go by the NHL ref standards, I see nothing wrong with that. Dude, like, the guy's neck was almost broken. <laughs> like, he obviously didn't mean to do it. Like, he apologizes and he no. tries to help him up immediately. But it was so funny to watch. No, but yeah. Like, so in the actual clip, the ref kind of just unintentionally gets between him and the guy he wants to hit. It's not great. But, like... <laughs> If you want to go by the NHL's fucking refs and Department of Player Safety standards, that's a perfectly legal hit in my That's opinion. a perfectly good hit. F- f- couple feet from the boards, head first yeah. into the catcher, baby. Right on the numbers. Like, <laughs> couldn't ask for a more fucking picture-perfect clean hit than that. Yeah. Uh, if we're actually talking about picture-perfect clean hits, man, Jake McCabe sent, <laughs> sent uh, Charlie Lindgren, or is it Charlie? Uh, Ryan. Charlie's Ryan. Goalie. Charlie's his brother goaltender in yes, Washington. Charlie used to play for the Habs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So his brother Ryan Lindgren, he was sent to the shadow realm. That was oh. one of that was one of the biggest clean hits I've seen this year. Like, like there wasn't even like a scrum or anything after, right? It was just like he is no. Well, Zabenajad tried, but like Zabenajad's not going to fight Jake no. McCabe. <laughs> no. And like he nobody just, like, like nobody else a little bit and then realized nobody like, else back the beef. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good call. And especially like it was a, like picture perfect clean. Like shoulder to chest. Lindgren was not paying attention and got and paid for it. Like that's hundred percent. That's what happened there. It was one of my favorite hits. Yeah. Honestly, um, I I said this last night watching the Leafs game, and I know I've already talked about this today, man, but like Watching Nice jump a guy made me like that was my favorite. That was my favorite Leafs highlight of the year, actually. Bro, like now, now you understand why I love Arbor Jack Eye so much. Because <laughs> like, anytime he jumps, somebody you're just like fucking kill him. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> it sends a rush through my oh, entire yeah. body. 
to see like our rookie, albeit very large rookie, like attack grown men. Like it's it's unreal. It's literally same. Like literally it's same. Awesome. <laughs> like 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 I'm not kidding you. Arbor Gakai stealing Zach Cassian's soul at center ice in the Bell Center last year was one of my all-time favorite Montreal Canadiens moments. Probably like an out-of-body experience for you, dude. <laughs> Bro, like I still watch like that clip to this day because the fight is like 10 seconds because Arbor just fucking murders him. <laughs> and I'm just like, if I need like a fucking a little little boost, I'm just like, yeah, fucking Arbor Man, Gakai. Make hockey fun still. again. But like the thing with that is like Arbor Gakai to this point in his career has not been dirty no he's he's physical he's gonna beat the shit out of you but he doesn't I didn't like him throwing reeves into the net fair but like <laughs> you know like at, at this at this stage in his career that's like a one-off like he's only done it like it's only happened the once it could just be because the play was behind the net if that fight happens like by the hash marks that probably doesn't happen right i know it's it but, was a freak thing like i'm not even say, like, thinking like, like if if he continues to do it, then you know discussion is to be had. But like, yeah, like can you imagine if he like develops it like a WWE finisher and starts calling <laughs> it like a specific name, and like just starts pile driving guys into nets? <laughs> I feel like I feel like if it happens like one more time, the NHL is gonna like clamp down on it. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like like you you can get away with it once as an accident, like whatever. Speaking of Ryan Reeves, I, that I'm sorry, and I know that like when guys get injured, it's not funny. That was the funniest injury I've ever seen in my life. What happened, dude? He caught a rut in the ice and like skated <laughs> feet first into the fucking boards. Like there was nobody around him at all, and he just skated feet first into the boards and like fucked up his ankle or something. And then no, the bet, dude, dude, dude. The best part is he's getting carried off the ice and fell down a flight. <laughs> no, you're no, no, no. You're 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 fucking pulling my leg here. There's no way this happened. Look it up, dude. It's so funny. Give a go to TikTok Tomar's page and just search Reeves and you'll see it. And it's the funniest fucking shit that you'll ever see. <laughs> like I'm sorry and like. It's kind of hilarious that all of these bad Trelevin contracts are just getting burnt to like flames did you see it okay i saw him run into the boards yeah but i'm waiting for the i'm looking for the him falling down the stairs <laughs> like it's here let me see if i can find it i'll send it to you was he definitely team? no it was against uh columbus oh, yo i'm sending it to you right now on uh, on Twitter, it's common. Yeah, there you go. He legit fell down the stairs, and like you don't wish a injury on anybody, right? But like, but man, if you're gonna get injured, at least have it be funny. Like that was funny, and I don't mind him not playing games if we're being honest. Did you see it? I'm watching it right now. He just disappears. <laughs> he just, like, it's so comical. It's like out of a movie. It really is. Yeah, it no. Really and uh, Bobby McMahon. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Bobby McMahon had his first goal in the National Hockey League at 27 years old yesterday. So congratulations to Bobby McMahon. And thank you, Ryan Reeves, for Bobby McMahon's spot on the fourth line. <laughs> so. Um, um, 
before we stray too far from Department of Air Safety, um, I want to talk David Perron and his six-game suspension that is currently being appealed. Okay. Because it's the Matthews suspension from a couple years ago. Or like the Matthews incident, the cross-check to the head. Which yeah. we said at the time was two games. Two games was fair. Uh, we've seen it unpenalized for other guys. But we thought two games was kind of fair for that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the Department of Player Safety goes. He's played like 1,100 games, yeah. zero suspensions, and you're going to give him six for that? Yeah, right. well, and it, I think what, like, and this shouldn't have anything to do with it, but I think, like, and, and, and this isn't funny, but it's kind of funny also. Like, I'm sorry, I think everything's hilarious today. It was the wrong guy. Like, he attacked the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like, yeah, but that, again, that still shouldn't, <laughs> influence anything like <laughs> no it shouldn't but it might because 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 in that case then like erica branson shouldn't have been suspended because he got the right guy <laughs> remember george peros is also an idiot and he saw no, probably pair on and was like trying to steal my name i'm gonna suspend him i like what i'm saying their name sounds similar i was just making a joke it wasn't a good joke i shouldn't have said fine, that fine. that's fine if you, do you want me to cut it out no, it's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll leave. Whatever. Anyways, it was just a dumb joke. Um, it didn't make much sense, but it's all good. Just like when we talk about like inconsistencies with fucking yeah. referees and suspensions, just like it's a joke. It's a joke. It's, it's it, a joke. Nothing makes sense ever. Like no. I, again, I was scrolling down my little Twitter feed here, my my trusty old Twitter feed, um, and I'm scrolling down the, the Department of Player Safety, and it's just like nothing makes sense. No. Like, nothing makes sense. So, they got to get their act together. We've been saying that for 113 episodes, though, and they haven't. <laughs> and how it isn't changing anytime soon. It's not. That's not. Uh, like, we can rant about it all we want. Everybody can rant about it because it is dumb. Like, no, nothing makes sense. And I think everybody can agree on that. But as mentioned before, like, having George Peros up there is legit having an inmate running the asylum. And it makes zero sense. So... Until that changes, nothing's going to change. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's that simple. Um, anything else that you want to get off your chest this week, Catano Gallo? Uh, we got some World Junior rosters to talk about. We do have We're some World Junior rosters to talk about. Not to spend too, too much time talking about it this week. We'll probably do a little more uh, next week. Ooh, actually, let's uh, do that right now. Because uh, next Sunday is Christmas Eve. So, are we... There will be an episode. At 7 p.m. When would you like to record it, though? We will chat about this at a later date, because I don't know. Okay, but we, there will be an episode on Christmas Eve. Yes, Promise we will that. have a Christmas Eve episode. Maybe I'll wear a Santa hat and an ugly Christmas sweater. 100% that was the plan. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so we're going to do World Junior, uh, most of the World Junior talk uh, before that, because the tournament kicks off on Boxing Day. But the U.S. and Canada have announced their rosters. Uh, there's a couple HAPS prospects that I want to talk about. Uh, so obviously, Owen Beck. Uh, Owen Beck making the team for Canada uh, was a late call up uh, to the roster uh, last, at last year's tournament because of injuries. Um, but uh, he was he's phenomenal. Actually, he's played already a game in Montreal last season uh, during the injury crisis. Uh, he's kind of one of the more senior players on the team. I'm expecting a huge, huge tournament from him. Maybe not points wise, but I expect him to be uh, just a dominant centerman, win all of his faceoffs, be 200 foot responsible. Uh, that's going to be huge for him. And then for the States, uh, so, surprise, surprise, Lane Hudson made the team. Um, 
kid is just gross save. Like, I am so looking forward to this tournament for him. He's already got 20 points in his 15 games uh, at Boston University. This is just going to be, I, like, I, I hope for, for his sake that it's the Lane Hudson tournament. I hope for the United States uh, winning it that it's not. Um, but then the other one, I don't want to say I'm shocked, but um, as someone who's not kind of had the spotlight on him as much as he his results would show, Jacob Fowler, uh, have second-round pick from this summer, made the team as a goalie. So in 17 games at Boston College, he's 13-3-1 with a 9.25 save percentage. This kid's like so far looking like the real deal, and I really hope. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the state's other uh, two goalies to know who's going to be uh, starting, but I really hope he gets a look in, and I really hope he fucking proves me right because I've been uh, low key on this kid's fucking hype train since we drafted him. I've we've needed a, a goalie in the system for a while now. And I think this kid might be, uh, he might be like legit, legit. Nice. So sticking to the Team Canada World Junior roster, there are a couple of Leafs prospects on this team as well. Uh, I would like to see them play together. I'm looking at a lineup that uh, Corey Pronman of The Athletic has put out right now of projected or potential Team Canada. And it has them split up, which I don't like. But the two names are Easton Cowan. And Fraser Minton. Fraser Minton played a few games with the big club this year before being sent back down to junior, before his nine game, uh, nine games were played, which made him eligible to be sent back down to, to junior. This lineup sheet has Minton playing with Macklin Celebrini, the number one projected overall pick in this coming draft. Um, I am looking forward to see Easton Cowan and Fraser Minton. Fraser Minton should have a big tournament. He should be one of the best players on this team. And I'm looking forward to see what he can he can do. And Easton Cowan's also been very good for the London Knights of the OHL. So I would like to see both of these guys have great seasons or great seasons, great tournaments. And, uh, and, and kind of show a lot work. of people thought uh, a lot of people thought Cowan that pick was like a reach, but he's had like a really good year for London. He has. He really, really has. Yes. He's small, right? Like that's the thing about Easton Cowan is he's not a big guy. He's just. Yeah. I mean, but he's also what, like 18? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, The other name that I'm interested about and I want to give a round of applause to is 17-year-old Sue Greyhound Owen Allard. The only 17-year-old other than projected number one overall pick back when Celebrini to make this hockey team. So congratulations to you, Owen. Um, And I hope you have a hell of a tournament too. Go show out. Sue Greyhounds, baby. Fuck yeah. We haven't haven't had like a, a good Greyhound fucking performance in a tournament in a long time. Yeah, I, when they announced this roster, it was actually wild to see every other player other than him and Celebrini are drafted into the NHL. Like, they are the only 17-year-olds on this team. And I was trying to explain that, like, what that means uh, to Daggle, to a buddy of mine, like, to a buddy of mine <laughs> last night. Like, and it's like, 17-year-olds to make Team Canada, like, that's a short list, dude. Like, that's a really yeah. short list. Like, we're talking, like, Stamkos, Crosby, McDavid, Bedard, Tavares... Like, those are the names we're talking. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any other, like... This is an 18-year-old's tournament, dude. Would Ekblad have been one? Because he was granted exceptional players. I know status. he was exceptional, but I don't think he ever... And, and obviously, like, we know that Bedard and McDavid and Crosby and Tavares all played as 16-year-olds as well. Yeah, yeah. But the, like, to make the team as a 17-year-old is hard to do, right? That's very like, hard to do. ridiculous to do. <laughs> Yes, so 
shout out to Owen Allard. That's all I have to say. Love that for him. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll do uh, kind of more prediction turn uh, tournament yeah. predictions and all that fun stuff next week. Um, what do the Leafs have lined up for this week? Uh, the Leafs play. Um, <laughs> it looks like we got the Rangers on Tuesday in Toronto. We are in Buffalo on Thursday, and then we are in Columbus on Saturday. Nice, nice. So the Habs are uh, starting a, ooh, that's a seven-game road trip, uh, kicking off in <laughs> Winnipeg tomorrow night. Uh, we finish, uh, we, sorry, we play against the Wild on Thursday night and then finish the week Friday night uh, in Chicago, and that is it until the 28th, so they're off for Christmas. Yeah, we uh, after our game on Saturday the 23rd there against Columbus, we are off until Wednesday the 27th, um, and we actually play... This is kind of wild. We play Saturday the 23rd in Columbus. We come home and play Ottawa on Wednesday the 27th. And then we go back to Columbus and we play in (laughs) Columbus on Friday the 29th. That's a weird one. That is weird. So, yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of Columbus. Hopefully we fare better than we did this week. (laughs) The NHL schedule for you guys has just been fucking... Yeah. A little, a little, a little crooked this year. Let's let's call it that. <laughs> I think them in the Department of Player Safety are sharing a dartboard. <laughs> just like. about, just about. Oh my goodness! All right, Dave. All right. I got, I got nothing left. I think it's all. That's it's it on for today's episode. That is it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening. I am your host, Avery Rose. This is Gatano Gallo. Thank you to ninety one N for hosting us on their platforms. Give us a follow on the, all the socials down here. If you're watching, I'm pointing to them. Thank you again, and we will talk to you next Sunday.